So like one thing I think I would recommend uh, other founders or executives would be being able to let things go a little bit. Let things go, like let them, let them settle themselves a little bit instead of like dictating it completely. Hey, welcome to My Company Story. I'm your host, Don Burge. My Company Story is a podcast where I get to interview some of the most interesting business owners and CEOs about the challenges that they've faced and how they've overcome them. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm here with Alper Kaker. Alper is the founder and CEO of Extensio. And Extensio is a collaboration platform for creating and sharing beautiful living business documents. It's a five-year-old company based in LA here, about 10 employees. And I'll have Alper tell a little bit more about uh, Extensio and what that's all about, who you serve, who your customers are. Alper, welcome to My Company Story. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Uh, Extensia is an online platform where people can collaborate on uh, living business documents. So these are from reports to uh, pitches, proposals, any uh, document that a business may need. We're uh, looking for better ways to put together those documents and also uh, share them with the right people. Great. And how did you get started into this? Where did you see a need uh, five years ago to create this product and what, how did that this start? Uh, we have an agency called Fakro, which we started in 2009 in LA. And we were, we've been working with a lot of startups and a lot of uh, small businesses and as well as like larger companies who are trying to compete with startups. And creating these documents, uh, figuring out a strategy, uh, was one of the things that that we were solving for our clients a lot and you know on the strategy part we were helping them uh, understanding their ideal customers uh, putting together a roadmap on on fundraising side we were helping startups raise funds everything required documents that they need to work on together or like the documents that we needed to work together on with them and also like there were additional steps required to make those things look good like you know there was a lot of back and forth between designers and other stakeholders so we decided to play with an idea where they can everybody can create these documents without a designer uh, the first starting point was just six templates from user persona creator to uh, uh, basic uh, pitch deck which evolved into a platform where they can create any kind of business documents. I see. So these are, this started off as a, like a template for pitch decks and that type of thing. I mean, tell me what were people using prior to Extensio? I mean, what were, what, what was the community doing that you solved this issue? Uh, so actually like our, uh, so the, uh, to this day, actually the alternative to Extensio is not another platforms or software it's actually designers so oh. usually if a document needs to look good then they you like then you usually like work on uh, let's say a word document that that you then you uh, mail over to the ceo then he makes some additions maybe that gives you some notes in uh, in an email there's back and forth creating the content then goes into a designer then designer puts together a draft and there are changes on top of that and then that, like that back and forth is usually the, the workflow for creating I see. those things. And so that's what you guys do is, is compress that back and forth and make one platform that does that uh, uh, behind the scenes. Uh, yeah, it's all real time on the cloud. Uh, you can uh, log in with your, yourself, your uh, team members, 
maybe some even if you uh, if you if you're a consultant with clients uh, we work it all, with it a lot uh, uh, at the agency for clients as well uh, greenpeace is one of our clients a lot of the uh, strategy or uh, style guides that we put together for greenpeace we actually like take out all the email chains out of the equation and work in real time together on those documents. I see. So I was going to ask who, give me a typical example of a client you're working with. So if you're working with Greenpeace, they would, how would they, what did they exactly use your product for? So they would buy or license your product and then use it for making internal communication, uh, communication to external stakeholders. How would, how would that, how does that fit in? Uh, extensive is like very horizontal so like it's not specific to a, a, a vertical um, so about the main user groups are we, we see a lot of adoption from uh, marketing teams sales teams and strategy teams and also we have a lot of educational use as well and these uh, groups usually uh, use it for both uh, purposes internal and external communication so we got teams who are using it for internal reporting or reporting to the executive teams and then we have you know marketing and sales teams that create landing pages or fact sheets or sales sheets uh, uh, and so on that they use for for with external uh, uh, ex external uh, communication like that communications yeah. in general yeah 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 fascinating all right good so, so for, um, for green in greenpeace example like we uh, we start drafting something on Extensio and Extensio is basically a page builder for documents. So think of it as, as if you're building a web page with a drag and drop uh, editor. It also supports real time collaboration. So we would usually start with putting together, maybe let's say uh, uh, some basic uh, wireframes and content for the page. Then they would come help us edit the copy. Then we add, you know, like then we keep adding, more design elements to it using the extensio and the end result is usually what goes live so like it's like we complete the requirement on the document then we share the link so that becomes a live page i see and is this a licensed software that you that you uh you license to someone to use for a, a, a monthly fee an annual fee or do they purchase it or how does that work yeah we're a SaaS company so like you go sign up for a free account on extensio and then you upgrade per per user. So like Got if you're it. a team of five people, then you, you pay for, and you can pay yearly or monthly. Got it. Got it. Great. Interesting. So um, I I uh, I sense a uh, the audience will sense a slight accent in your voice. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about where you're from and how you ended up here? Uh, I'm originally from Turkey. I moved to the U.S. in uh, 2003, so it's been a while. Uh, uh, yeah, like I'm from Istanbul originally. Great. And did you come here and start the agency or did you, and you have an agency with your wife now? Is that what I understand? Or did you meet her here or tell us a little bit about those early days? Uh, sure. So my background is music actually. Like I, I worked as a professional musician for quite a long time. And like then in 2003, when I came here, like I kept doing music as well. And one way to survive as a musician was to get, take uh, side gigs. And at the time being, like, like, I wanted to be able to still go to auditions or, like, take time off if I need to go play somewhere. So uh, I started doing web design and then graphics design as a side job, which slowly took over. So, and then I became one of the early guys in, in, in the field of uh, user experience design. And I, was, I started getting bigger uh, clients as a contractor from, you know, NBC Universal to CBS. So I started doing work for, for those guys. 
contracting for sometimes for a month, sometimes for six months. And then this was the early stages uh, where uh, there was a lot of interest about user experience design and people under started understanding that user experience is the brand and that's how you build an ongoing brand. Uh, so like, and, and this was also the beginning of, you know, the, the mobile apps and all that stuff. Uh, so like in 2009, uh, I, we, with my wife, we started Fakegro, our agency that's who's our, and our focus was user experience design. Then, uh, we would help companies like, let's say you would have an idea for an app or a website or a service, then we would create how, how that would work, uh, on, 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 on the web or on your phone, etc. Uh, which then then we realized that you know like we we're trying to like so like it would be the basic thing would be like okay like I, I have this idea uh, like how how is that, is it going to look was the starting point but then we realized that actually we're helping these companies a lot as consultants as well validating the idea uh, questioning who the ideal customer is uh, figuring out a roadmap that they should go to market uh, etc so that needs. Uh, made us evolve as a company to be more consultants and more of a overall product uh, oriented to design company. Right. And in, I think about like five years ago, uh, mostly to support those customers and clients, we, we started playing with Extensio at early stages of it. And we, when we saw a lot of interest into Extensio, uh, we actually put, started putting most of our efforts into Extensio. And today, like the, the agencies still going but we take very few clients right. Actually, my wife is running the agency side so we separate our responsibilities and i'm i'm running extensio that's uh, great team of like yeah. uh, at this point uh, 10 people right so you started off as 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 uh, the agency side your wife is is today running that but that's now really a minor part of the big picture the big picture is extensio with 10 folks working there and really running that and that's kind of taken off on its own and in its own life that's wonderful. Right. Let me ask you, are you still uh, playing music and doing anything along those lines? Uh, I do. Oh, you do? There's a guitar <laughs> back there. Okay. <laughs> Good. I do. Actually, like uh, last year, I, I released uh, an album. And, but like I'm actually doing, uh, so the things have changed and I'm happy about that. One of the things that this enabled me to do was when you're not professional, like you, you can do whatever you want with music. Yep. And you're a professional, like, you know, like it was more about like, if you, if you have to pay the rent playing music, then you take a lot of gigs that, you know, maybe not. Uh, yeah, but you don't have to pay the rent for it. Choice. If you don't have and to pay I the rent uh, for it now, it's, now it's it. more enjoyable and you can, you can have fun with it that way. Right. So, yeah. so I started doing actually more experimental, a bit more artsy yeah. stuff. Last year I released an album. I, I, I do gigs here and there uh, as well, but they're more, uh, they're, they're, they're less for the, uh, less for, for the money, but, mostly for my own pro for fun. Well, that's good. Let's, uh, let, let's shift gears a little bit here now and talk about the challenges that you have faced as a, uh, a founder of a business and uh, almost two businesses with the agency. Um, but really what, what challenges have you faced and how you've overcome them? And I know before the show, we started talking a little bit about your philosophy with, uh, with uh, financing and debt. Can you elaborate on that a little bit for our audience? Sure. So, I mean, and, and you actually, uh, before the call, uh, we were talking about this, as you were saying, and, and you mentioned something that's really important. I think it's a cultural thing. Where I'm coming from, there's not a lot of, there are not a lot of investors. So in Turkey. That, in Turkey, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, 
yeah, like maybe you can get like small loans and stuff, but like there are no, like now there are with the whole world changing, but growing up, we didn't have VCs. I didn't even know what a VC is. <laughs> there were no VCs. Or, or an in, no, no, uh, no series A or anything like that going on. No, back no, yeah. no, not, not, nothing like that. Uh, well, uh, so like that, and, and, you know, uh, my father is an accountant and his uh, customers, clients were all like small businesses. And you know, they, like, and these are mostly uh, companies in trade, meaning like they would manufacture something and sell it usually. So, uh, and they would usually, typical story would be like, I started with this small thing. I had, you know, like two sewing, sewing machines and then it turned into this business kind of a story. Right. So that's where I'm coming from. It, and I, I was never comfortable with taking somebody's money and in return for a promise that I made to them. I'll take your dollar and turn it into $5 in three years. I felt like was too limiting. I thought like it always like puts corners you in a lot of ways. And I saw that a lot with, with the startups that I was working with at the agency. You know, we would help them raise money and a year later they would be making good amount of money, but they still couldn't sleep because they had to get to the next round. They had so and much I didn't debt. Want to be, yeah, yeah, so much debt. But yeah. like not only financial debt, but just the promise mm. is a debt as well. And and also like you're giving a lot of control to other people and and then, you know, like when, when and if things don't work out, then you can't really understand why it didn't work. Like, would it work if I did it my way? Because like I was like, we were very vocal about the, uh, vocal when helping other companies at the agency and things wouldn't work out sometimes. And I, then I would be frustrated. Like if they follow my uh, advice, would they succeed? And, and they, a lot of times they simply couldn't because uh, companies like, I mean, if you're, uh, if you're at a stage where you're like a million dollar and you got a lot of investments that has been put into your company, then like it's it's not it's not the same as making a million dollars with no debt. Like now right. you need to go to the next round, and uh, that dictates all your decisions, right, right or wrong. That's right. And I, and I personally believe that actually that's that lack of ownership because of the promises that's made early on, and that debt economy is is a big reason for a lot of things that we don't like about the world in general. That's, that's uh, very well said. That's very well said. Yeah, because things have changed, haven't they? I mean, it does seem like back in, uh, I don't want to say back in the day when I was, you know, but I mean, debt, debt was not the same, looked at the same way as it is today. And back in, in, in the old country, so to speak, in, in, in Europe, where you came from, Turkey and those countries, maybe not the same way either. But here in California and LA and Silicon Valley, I mean, Debt is, is just a de facto. It's the way people start going out business. And what you're saying, it's not the only way to do it. You don't have to start a business and be successful and go into debt like that, as you've proven with your company. Is that, is that correct? Uh, yes, I like to think so. And, and, and actually, that, that's something that we're really proud of. Because I mean, like we, we, we make mistakes, and we live with those mistakes. And then we learn from them and move forward. But our decisions are not dictated by the promises that we made and that that a lot of times makes it easy to justify evil as well for a lot of companies justify evil yeah like, tell us know, about that I'll, I'll try to explain like a, uh so let's say you're working for a company who's doing uh stuff that's not good for the environment okay uh a lot of the time there are uh you know shareholders so let's say uh, q1 so reports that came out Okay. okay. And, then the, the, and then like the next round, like you basically are saying that like we're going to beat these numbers. We're going to do better, right? 
then a lot of the times that justifies a lot of the moves you make as a company. Right. Uh, and it may not be ideal. And because like the, as the companies get bigger as well, there is no ownership. There's no, like you could be a CEO of a company and you say like, you know what? Like I'm doing my job. My job is to make this profitable. And that's exactly what I'm doing. Look at the numbers. We're profitable. Right. But I don't see that as the whole picture. I think there's more to it, especially if you own it. Uh, if you own that res- responsibility, uh, then like it, it, then you you can make better decisions. Now, do, you, good. do you feel that that if you had uh, gone out for mo- more money and raised a million dollars five years ago, uh, would you be better off today, or are you better? And you can, but you can sleep better tonight by not doing that. Or tell us, do you ever look back and say, "Gosh, I wish I had done this," or are you really happy with not doing that? Uh, I am happy with not doing that. And, and, and I'm not saying, you know, like we, like, like I, uh, it's actually harder in a lot of times uh, starting something that way. Uh, and there comes a point where you really need other people's help, right? So I can't, so to scale things up, if that's the path you want to go. So we may be in a position where we make that decision, but I'm hoping we'll be in a position where that decision uh, can be made in a way that doesn't corner us that right. much. Right. Uh, so uh, I, I would answer your question with another question that like define better off. Yeah. So good like, point. I'm, uh, like I am, I'm probably, I could be like, here's the thing. Like if I raised, uh, money with this and, and like we were organically growing, we got a good user base, et cetera. That would really not be too hard. I, I believe for us. Uh, and that, that raising that money would enable uh, me paying myself a better salary because early on, if you're not making money, you're not paying yourself. Right. Uh, so I will be able to pay more probably to myself and then set aside some money as well. So I, I know a lot of companies where the company is failing, but the, the executives are like actually doing just fine. Right. We all hear about stories like that. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. seem, that doesn't set right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It doesn't sound right. So like, uh, and you know, like, yes, I think, you know, the, if you raised, we probably would be financially better off, but uh, mentally, I'm not so sure. Yep. Yep. Very interesting. Well, good. Well, Opera, what, what, what piece of advice would you pass on to other business owners that might be listening who have, you know, they're, they're through the startup phase and they're in a little more like an area where you are right now. Is there a bit of advice that you, you that comes to mind that you'd like to pass along? Uh, well, I mean, if they're at that stage, that decision is already made, right? So like I, like they, they, one way or another, they passed that uh, first stage where, you know, that was, uh, now there's a company, which is, which is really a hard, hard transition. Yes. Uh, you know, like from idea to product to business is like, completely different stages. And then the stage you go into, I'm realizing is requires you as the founder to change a lot as well along yeah. the way. And so like one thing I think I would recommend uh, other founders or executives would be being able to let things go a little bit. So let like things I'm, go. Let things go. Like let them, let them settle themselves a little bit instead of like dictating it completely mm-hmm. uh the, at first stages like i mean everything's so small like you, you got, you're touching every little thing and you know you're looking for the perfection every little thing you're doing but as things move along like you, whatever you're working on gets starts getting bigger so you need 
you get to a point where you need to let go more so that other people can take, take it from there and, and be a part of your story more. Uh, and that's the kind of like stage we're at, right? I mean, like if two years ago, I would know every detail. So I'm actually right now trying to shut myself off from a lot of details so I can focus on the right things. And, but uh, setting up your team in a way that they take charge in those areas that you're letting go it becomes right. the key. That's right. That, that I makes, feel like at least that's what I'm at. Yeah, I, I do. I hear that from a lot of business owners that it's very important to grow. You want to get rid of working in your business and work on your business because you're the only one that can really do that and, and, and set the big picture for things. Yep. That's good. So before we take off now, before we end the show, yeah, can you, if, any, if anyone wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that? How, how should they get a hold of you? I mean, the, the usual uh, Twitter. Okay. Uh, on their LinkedIn, they can search for my name uh, and it, they can always email me as well, which is uh, alper at extensio.com. At extensio, okay, very good. Well, thanks very much for being a guest on the show. Uh, it's been great. We'll, we'll look forward to following your success in the future. Thank you, Alper. Hey, thanks for listening to My Company Story. We have new episodes coming out every week, so please subscribe if you like this. And if you'd like to hear previous episodes, you can go to mycompanystory.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you or someone you know would be interested in coming on the show, please email me at don at Thanks for listening.